Cobra compliance can be difficult, especially if you're handling it yourself. And now it's even more complicated thanks to recent stimulus bill changes that implemented a 100% free Cobra subsidy for eligible employees and employers. In this episode of HR Party One, we'll talk through the ins and outs of this important component of a healthcare law that's designed to help out employees during the pandemic. We'll talk through what you need to know about how your current or former employees can get COBRA for free and how you can help. We'll discuss what is the COBRA subsidy that just became law, how eligibility works for the new COBRA subsidy, COBRA subsidy employee notice requirements, and who can help employers with COBRA subsidies. Let's get started. The new Biden administration hopes to make it easier for people to access healthcare during the pandemic. With the March 2021 passage of ARPA, the administration stepped in to subsidize the full cost of COBRA coverage through the end of September 2021. But before we dig in to how the subsidy works, let's discuss why they decided to pass it in the first place. When a person's employed, a portion of their health insurance premium is often paid for by the employer. If someone's laid off or has their hours cut, as many millions of Americans experienced during the pandemic, they can decide to opt to continue coverage thanks to the Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act, also known as COBRA. And while the coverage remains the same, the person who elects COBRA is typically responsible for the full cost of the health insurance premium each month. Normally, the amount charged for COBRA coverage can't exceed 102% of the cost of the plan. But temporary health insurance is often more difficult to buy without a steady income and costs can reach nearly $500 per person per month. The new COBRA subsidy is designed to provide key assistance for struggling workers to access health coverage for free. So how does it work? Employees who involuntarily lost their health insurance benefits anytime after November 1st, 2019, may be eligible for up to six months of free COBRA from April 1st of this year through September 30th. These individuals are called assistance eligible individuals or AEIs. Employers must notify qualifying employees about the COBRA subsidy while employees can elect COBRA coverage within 63 days of becoming eligible. Once they elect the coverage, they're covered. From the employee's perspective, everything else happens on the back end, behind the curtains. If employers comply with this and in certain notice requirements, which we'll cover in a few minutes, they'll qualify to receive a credit to pay for the COBRA subsidies. The government then reimburses the employer using a payroll tax credit when they file Form 941 for their quarterly taxes. To recap, I've broken this down into a graphic that explains how COBRA normally works and how it works now. Here's how COBRA normally works. An employee becomes eligible for COBRA, usually as a result of termination or reduction in hours. The employer notifies all qualifying employees about COBRA coverage, and this must be done within 60 days of the employee's qualifying event. Then the employee elects COBRA benefits, and this needs to happen within 63 days of becoming eligible. The employee pays the premium, and again, this is up to 102% of the actual cost and is paid each month to the COBRA administrator. And then the COBRA administrator remits payment to the employer, and the employer, in turn, pays the carrier. And here's how COBRA is gonna work through September of 2021. An employee becomes eligible for COBRA, again, usually as a result of termination or reduction in hours. Then the employer notifies all qualifying employees about COBRA coverage and the COBRA subsidy. This must be done within 60 days of the employee's qualifying event and subsidy information must be communicated beginning April 1st. 
The employee then elects COBRA benefits. And this needs to happen within 63 days of becoming eligible, just like before. And then the employer pays the carrier. This covers the cost of the healthcare premium and the government reimburses the employer. This repayment arrives uh, via payroll tax credit, but only when the organization files Form 941 on its quarterly taxes. You've probably figured out by now that this is going to be a pretty compliance-heavy episode. That's part of the job sometimes. But the good news is that the 2021 COBRA subsidy is likely to impact your team and your organization in some very tangible ways. Here's how. For employees, this provision can help qualifying individuals maintain health plan coverage. In some cases, you may even have people still on staff who qualify for the coverage. For example, if their hours are cut, being able to stay on a health plan is especially important during a pandemic. But it also alleviates a lot of the stress that comes with figuring out how to pay for medical bills. This option gives workers an essential lifeline that can help keep employees on your staff who would otherwise be forced to look for another job. It also helps keep people productive and engaged with their work. For employers, laid off employees would still have access to the organization's health plan at no cost to the employer or the worker. However, as we just covered, you might initially have some administrative difficulties when administering or handling the subsidy. All right, so we've hammered out the details. Now let's dig into the nuts and bolts a little bit more. First, let's talk about eligibility. Any employee who is terminated or had their hours cut involuntarily qualifies. And this means they didn't quit. Also, they weren't fired for gross misconduct. Within this group of employees, there are three categories of people who are eligible. Anyone currently on COBRA, employees who become eligible for COBRA between April 1st, 2021 and September 30th, 2021, and anyone who became eligible for COBRA after November 1st, 2019, but waived coverage immediately or before their COBRA eligibility period, which is usually 18 months, ended. Employees who were initially eligible for the subsidy will lose their eligibility under the following circumstances. They become eligible for health insurance under a new plan. They reach the date in which their COBRA coverage normally expires. For example, their 18 months ends in July. Because this is complicated stuff, let's just talk through an example, just to make sure we're on the same page. Here's Susan, an assistance eligible individual, and she elects COBRA coverage due to her involuntary termination from employment. She elects coverage for herself and all of her family members who were covered under the plan on the day before the qualifying event. And that includes her two dependent children and her domestic partner. Susan and her family members are not eligible for other group health coverage or Medicare. Under the terms of the plan, COBRA coverage for an employee plus two or more dependents costs $800 per month. As a result, Susan would be entitled to the ARPA COBRA premium subsidy for the full $800 per month. And her former employer may claim the payroll tax credit for the full $800. Okay, now let's go over notice requirements. Beginning April 1st, employers must satisfy certain employee notice requirements concerning the subsidy to receive the employer credit, including that they must be delivered to anyone who qualifies for the subsidy by May 31st. Here's what every notice should include. The forms necessary for establishing eligibility for premium assistance, the name, address, and telephone number necessary to contact the plan administrator and any other person with relevant information regarding the premium subsidy, a description of the special 60-day election period, a description of the qualified beneficiary's obligation to inform the plan administrator if the qualified beneficiary becomes eligible for disqualifying coverage. A description displayed in a prominent manner of a qualified beneficiary's right to a subsidized premium 
and any conditions on entitlement to the subsidized premium. A description of the qualified beneficiary's option to enroll in different coverage, if permitted by the employer. Employers should review the sample notification letters provided by the Department of Labor to use when communicating these options to their current, future, and past employees who qualify for the subsidy. The DOL has promised to issue model notices by April 30th. So if they're not already available, they will be soon. If you're working in a small or mid-sized organization, you're likely responsible for keeping track of all the updates we've seen in the past several weeks. You're not alone. Here's who can help you out. If you're an employer that administers COBRA on your own without a third-party administrator, you'll want to closely follow any new guidelines released by the Department of Labor. You may also be able to rely on guidance from a licensed benefits broker, attorney, or your CPA. If you are working with the COBRA, TPA, they'll help you stay compliant. And they've likely already contacted you about this subsidy. If they haven't, you're going to want to reach out to them as soon as possible. They'll most likely need your help when evaluating and establishing an employee's cause for termination. But if you're using a human resource information system, an HRIS, this should be really easy to pull. Alpine is the exclusive COBRA TPA for Bernie Portal, and the Alpine team has been on top of these updates since the stimulus bill first passed in March. This is the kind of service that's needed during times like these. Alpine's worked with all of its employer and broker clients to make sure any current, future, or past COBRA member eligible for the subsidy knows how to take advantage of it. A partner like this can be viewed as an extension of your own HR efforts. By helping your team remain compliant with the latest stimulus legislation, you can worry less about the nuts and bolts and focus your efforts on strategic projects that keep your company culture strong and elevate your role. And that's what HR Party One is all about. We just covered a lot. If you're a visual learner, Alpine put together a slideshow that recaps the big COBRA subsidy details, which I've included in the episode description. So your homework this time around is to start by populating a list of employees who were terminated involuntarily during the eligibility timeframe. Remember, it includes current, past, and future employees. Then reach out to your COBRA TPA if you have one. Contact your broker, your organization's attorney, or your CPA. Get in touch, reach out. These contacts will be invaluable resources as you begin to wade through the compliance complexities found in this subsidy. Also, hey, be sure to keep an eye out for future updates and possible extensions. Congress has extended past coronavirus programs like the PPP, so it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that it could do the same for the COBRA subsidy. If it does, we'll cover the changes here or on the Bernie Portal blog, which is also in the episode description for easy access. As always, remember, your job is as strategic as you make it.